Mendoza presents The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wilde. So I got a message from Peyton. Uh, from Nashville? By any chance? No, I don't. Why? Well, that's yeah. the one Peyton I know. You know what? I think that's Peyton from Nashville. Turnage? I actually do. Yeah. There you go. So Peyton, <laughs> Peyton messaged me, and he's like, "Hey, Adam. Hey, Adam. I heard <laughs> what Jesse. <laughs> no. You have something to say? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Guys. Long divide something, Steve. <laughs> um, um, seven divided by three is. You can't do that. You can't give yourself the question. You're yeah. right. I literally can't. <laughs> also, seven divided by three would be in the decimal points, and I that's a whole know. different area. I don't, I don't know, know why you went there. What did Peyton say? Peyton said, "Hey, Adam. What is Peyton's views on Dragon Ball Z?" <laughs> I heard your show open. Uh, I heard your show opener last show, and I just wanted to throw something at you. Oh no. How about Arriva Berchi? Oh! <laughs> Every time Sven Berchi scores, Arriva Berchi, right? 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 Like Mona and the Emmy. I get it. Yeah? I got right? it. <laughs> anyway, Peyton, round of applause. You're a scholar don't, and a gentleman. I'm so not proud of you. No, I'm glad for that. Absolutely not. Hey, um, there's a couple things we need to talk about today. What? Um, Babsox has contacted us. <gasps> Did you know what they're doing? <gasps> Did you know what they're doing? Movember uh, Babsox? They are. Yeah. And uh, um, I just wondered, do you want to give some away on the show? I do, and I also want to give you yours that they sent me, oh! and you yours that they sent me, and I've even had them in this studio several times in my backpack and forgotten to give them to you. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the fifth or sixth straight show I've forgotten to give you those. Uh, so I was talking to- oh, Where are they right now? Eh, they're in my room or something. I don't know. Nice, eh? <laughs> yeah. I was talking to Tom yesterday, and we've been talking for a couple weeks, and we've, I've been meaning to do this since the beginning of November, but um, I, do you know what they're doing for, for November? Mm, it's, they tried to explain it to me once, but that was a long time ago, and I forget It's pretty things. insane, so I think we should go through this. Okay. Okay, so they've teamed up with Mike Babcock and November and the GTHL, which I played in. Man, follow your dreams. They sell Bab socks in the ACC at Leaf Games. Yeah, That's seriously. crazy. They the took a guy's face, cart put it on a cartoon, and put it on a sock, and there it is. And I thought it would get shut down, like, right away. Like, yeah. they can't just use his face. And they saw him at Leaf Games. And they're working with Mike on this. And crazy. this is what's so interesting. So they, they want to raise money to support mental health programs for minor athletes. Each team in the GTHL is engaging in some friendly competition off the ice using limited edition Movember Bab socks, which Steve apparently is going to give us. Uh, it's I a fundraiser. So they're basically, they're selling these for as like a fundraising tool, okay? Raise awareness, promote mental health conversations. This is the best part. The winning team will win a team practice coached by Mike Babcock. And when Tom was talking to me, this is the best. Whoa. Tom was talking to me, and they, so they reach out to Mike, and they're, and they're thinking, okay, there's no way Mike Babcock says yes to this. Like, he's been good enough about us using his image on the socks and that sort of thing. There's no way he says yes to this. Mike loves the idea, and he loves it so much that he's like, well, we're not going to do it unless the rest of the Leafs training staff and coaches are there too. Wow. So all of the Leafs coaches are going to be there. for a, Imagine you're 12 years old and Mike Babcock coaches your practice. I get goosebumps thinking about that. How That's cool crazy. is that? That's really cool, and it's extra cool that it was his idea. Yeah. Or at least that part of it, right? So basically, uh, we were hoping that you could send us some pictures. Of you doing, it doesn't really matter. I think, I think, I think the idea is, um, you know, Tom and Jake from from Bab Socks, uh, they've they've donated some Bab Socks for us to give away. Not the one Steve has, but we're actually going to get some more. Uh, and we want to send, uh, we want you to send the best photo of yourself as a minor athlete. 
So we're talking about your house league cards. Uh, and it doesn't matter, like, you know, if you, didn't, if you didn't play any sports, Photoshop yourself onto a picture and make it hilarious. There if you, you did, if you played a different sport, like Jesse, you played baseball. Throw up your baseball card or throw up your baseball picture. We used to get hockey pins that our parents could wear to the game, and I, I, made, I threw mine out before no. my parents could touch them. Because I was like, like a no. pin with you on it. Yeah, so it was would, a part of the thing. So you get like mortifying. You get hockey cards. You'd get like it would be like school day plus two, and then and then there were parents there with these big buttons with their <laughs> kids' faces on them, so you could know which kids to murder out there. Um, you know so, what? You make fun of that, but in like five years, that's going to be. You. I would never wear my kids' pin. I would no, never embarrass I, my kids no, that way. It's in ten five years. It's ten five be years. You ten five. Years. Ten to seventy years. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it happens to be, which will be kind of soon, I assume. I'll put away my Charlie and Iggy pins. <laughs> exactly. And get my Steve and Mrs. Dangle Jr. pins. <laughs> Look at how much you show off your dogs. Oh no. No, I don't want to do that. It's mortifying <laughs> to the kid. My parents would have never done that coming to my like soccer games and stuff. They'd be like, go Steve, and the minute the game starts, go team red. My parents would have been like <laughs> our son happens to be a part of holy shit, he's their worst player. Here my parents were like, here's how you played bad. That was every game after the here's how you played bad. Here's how you played bad. And it wasn't like a mean thing. It wasn't like I hate you. Because you played bad, it's you need to get better, and I'm not going to praise you. So get I always better. got you looked like you were trying out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So okay. I always tried. So uh, tag at Steve Dangle at Bab Socks at Jesse Blake at Adam Wild. It all counts, but you have to tag at Bab Socks for your chance to win a free pair of socks. I think we've got up to ten, potentially fifteen pairs of limited edition Mike Bab Socks. To give away, man, that is November. Mike Babsox. It's like seven or eight times the amount of socks I have stashed away in my house. I have so many, and I have so many versions of Babsox. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear them for my wedding. I have the originals, the blue ones, the white ones, the November ones, the Canada ones. Yeah, I have at least five pairs of Babsox. Do you think they would do like groomsmen Babsox for my wedding? hundred percent. So we could probably already have something like that. So we could all like just like do like a, a wedding thing. Maybe Mike Babcock with a veil on. <laughs> right? How good would that be? I, hey, I hope, I hope Tom and Jake are listening. Anyway, uh, tweet, <laughs> us, tweet us your minor athlete photo. Just just you when you were younger playing sports. That's what we want to see. And it, it's got to be like, it's got to be the post idea. one. Huh? This is for he could have gone all over the board and he went, how about this? <laughs> <laughs> so stop me if you've heard this question before. But do the Calgary Flames have a goaltending issue? Wow. No, I think Eddie Lack has a goaltending issue because I went to bat for him pretty hard last year uh, when Bill Peters was giving him the gears and he had those really bad numbers. But, oh, wow. Wow. When you're a backup, you just don't get that many opportunities to prove yourself. Right. Um, And you become a bad goalie pretty quick. (laughs) And... Kind of hard to defend Eddie Lack these days, well, isn't it? What are his numbers that, this year? So that was my question: Is was he that bad, or, or were the Flames that bad around him? I mean, it's like I said before: like you need your goalie to make a save. Like the first half of the Leafs Kings game, where the Kings got up five nothing, Leafs ended up making it five three, whatever. Uh, the Leafs were terrible. That was one of their worst games of the season. But McElhaney was also terrible. He wasn't immune from the terrible. They were terrible. He's a part of the terrible. Part of the terrible. They were terrible around him. He was terrible, terrible, terrible. What do we got, Jesse? Eddie Lack this year in four games. Yeah. 
Four games, but Hard yeah. sample size. Very hard. His goals against average, which you guys don't like, is 5.29. <laughs> Holy mackerel. Wow. But his save percentage definitely definitely helps. Yeah? It's 8.13. No. <laughs> no. terrible. Yeah, wow. he's an 8.13. What was he last year, though? Uh, last year, he didn't play very much. He only played 19 games with the Hurricanes. See, I think he, he had injuries. 8.15? 8.13 right now in four games. Poor He's guy. He's only played 136 Dude. minutes. But yeah. Still. Yeah, Man, that's that bad. Sucks. Yeah. Last year, he was uh, 9.02 with the Hurricanes in 19 games. That's still pretty bad. And he likes never had a great year. What do we got? For his career, his highest save percentage is a 9.21 in 41 games for Vancouver, which is right. That's good. very good. He was yeah, supposed yeah. to supplant Roberto Luongo there. That was mm-hmm. the it was like him and Markstrom. Yeah, but since then, since he went to Carolina, it's been a 9.01, 9.02, and then 9.813 this year. So I think they acquired uh, Eddie Lack the same re- for the same reason they acquired Scott Darling. They thought maybe there was something there, and it seems like with Scott Darling there is. Um, yeah. I wonder. I would be curious to know if Carolina's changed their goalie coach at any point because they had bad goaltending for a long time, and Cam Ward never really got back his past brilliance. Maybe maybe one or two seasons. Holy cow! That's bad. Wow. Eight thirteen. Really now here's the question: He's played four games already. We're about the twenty game mark for most teams. Like the Leafs are heading into their twentieth yeah, game Calgary, of the season I think tonight. Has played eighteen. Are you going to play thirty five year old Mike Smith seventy times this year? Well, he's injured. This is the problem. This is the huge problem for Calgary, right? Um, so the answer is no, you literally can't. Uh, Gillies uh, was in relief. Who's the, who's the guy in the AHL, uh, ECHL they got to? Parsons? I think so. I want to say, like, they Calgary has guys uh, for the future, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, and Mike Smith, I think, has been good when he was healthy. I don't know his numbers, but uh, wowzers. Yeah, you need a, a better backup goalie than that. You know what's funny? Is we talked, I don't know, like last year or something like that about how goalies are dirt cheap. They probably shouldn't be anymore. Well, like I, for a while, I don't know why they ever so were. That's the that's the weird part for me. Is I think is it's because everyone kind of had at least decent-ish goaltending, and there was some parity mm-hmm. going on there. No one really needed a goalie, but like look around the league, there's a bunch of teams that that need a goalie. Are there not thirty? NHL quality goaltenders in the NHL? There are. The problem is there need to be 60. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and you well, need to spread them evenly. I'm trying to think <laughs> of uh, like teams with situations where if their starter got hurt, they'd be relatively okay still. Like, uh, I don't there's know. There's not as many as we once thought. Like, I was, I'm, I'm Florida? going through it. I'm like, Chicago. Meh. Florida? Florida, yeah, Florida would be fine. Florida would just be whatever Florida is. Florida, yeah. I don't know if Florida's what they were last year yeah, when they, Luongo went down. They exactly, were fine yeah. they already yeah. have Luongo and Reimer kind of splitting. Yeah, that, that like, doesn't mean that doesn't mean they're superstars, but or it doesn't mean Florida's a superstar team, even though I feel like they still should be. Huberto's doing well. Mrs. Dangle just got him in the pool. <laughs> I mean, my point is, is that Florida will remain Florida, but who else? Not a lot. There's not a ton. Do you, if you're Calgary, you've already. You've already, I mean, I think they already had talks with the Coyotes last year about Mike Smith before they got Mike Smith. Um, okay. Do you, do you call them about anti-Ranta? And say you're No, well, if I'm the Coyotes, I wouldn't give him. I wouldn't give him to you. Um, well, one, he's hurt. But two, like, is anyone going to those games? 
I'd be curious to know what Arizona's attendance has been this season. Dude. There's some things about Arizona to hit, but. Yeah, 20 games. They haven't won a a game in regulation yet, which I think we sort of touched on last show. We did. And then that, whoops, then that became a a bigger thing. Then they set the record, yeah. That's unbelievable. I I also wonder, I'm looking at Florida right now. They're six, nine. Leafs. Hold on, hold on. Sorry. Florida is six, nine, and two. And Elliot did suggest that last night. Florida is six, nine, and two in 17 games. They are sitting second to last, only ahead of the Sabres in the Eastern Conference. It's also a very even league when, right now. When does Roberto Luongo come back? He's injured, isn't he? Uh, this I don't know. I found the injuries hard to keep up with this Oh my year. God, it's impossible. It's so hard. Are there more? I think you know I saw what a chart where You know what more. I really like? A yeah. website where there's, it just talks about the injuries. There is actually a website called Man Games Lost. Um, but does it talk about when they're projected to come back? That I'm not sure. That would be Daily really nice. Daily Faceoff might have that. Okay, we'll have a look. Um, because as soon uh, as Luongo really, was not injured. He played last on the 14th. Oh, we did. Okay, yeah. so. Also, follow beat reporters. Beat reporters are very good at yeah, being on top of Following beat reporters for 30 different teams means you're following like 90, 90 or 100 different I people. I keep forgetting that I have a weird uh, Twitter. Also, <laughs> hockey I follow too many people. The hockey reference is my go-to. For injuries. Yeah, because then you could just look and see their like to see if somebody's injured. Just go look at their last five games, see if they played recently. Oh, what right. I did for long. Yeah, but that doesn't help you for figuring out when they're going to be back. Yeah, yeah, but who cares? So <laughs> we do. That's what we're trying to figure out, Jesse. <laughs> what I'm trying I'm being to figure difficult. out. You, you um, are being difficult. You're wearing a Hyman jersey right now. I don't know why. I don't know why. I mean, there's a pre-existing relationship, obviously, between Brian Burke and James Reimer. Uh, no, I think uh, the or, Panthers or, like that. Or, I mean, of course the Panthers like that. Or do you do you see if Roberto Luongo's available? And if they're willing to retain salary? Because here's the thing. It's probably, I mean, we could be wrong. They could turn it around. It'd be like the Rob Scuderia oh, goalies. It'd we, be like double retention. We are a quarter of the way, basically, through the NHL season, where we will be. Very yeah, we're soon. not. we're not quite there yet. Well, Pittsburgh is, 20 games. Okay. Um, Florida's at 17. Um... You know, do you look at that and kind of go, okay, well, I mean, maybe Roberto Luongo isn't Roberto Luongo anymore, but we could, if we can get him for a certain price, this is very clearly a Calgary team that is expecting to win this year. And depending upon how long Mike Smith is out, kind of an important thing, kind of something you need. And if Mike Smith goes down and now that gives you two very old goaltenders, however, it still gives you some pretty solid front to back and, and then you send Eddie Lack down let him figure out his game and then go from there so Gillies is with the Flames mm-hmm. on an emergency recall and right. Leah Flame one of my favorite uh, fan follows uh-huh. um, she was talking about how Gillies being on emergency recall actually makes her feel better because uh, the the Flames wouldn't need him if I, th- I think it was the Flames wouldn't need him if they had put Mike Smith on the IR which they have not Yet, meaning he'll probably come back soon. So the Flames' troubles in net are probably not that serious. But again, you're going to play Mike Smith in 85, 90% of your remaining games. That's that's the question they're going to have to answer now. Well, at some point, you're going to have to go Smith-Gillies or something. <sighs> yeah. At some point, man. The Leafs, can I throw something out there? And yes, I'm making uh, everything about the Leafs. You know who's played all right? In three games, except for the one game where he was very bad. Two of three games? Curtis McElhinney. He has played all right. I wonder if the Leafs get a call on Curtis McElhinney. Hey, we want 
uh, Calvin Pickard. Nope. We want Garrett Sparks. Nope. But we will give you Curtis McElhaney. <laughs> or if you're the Leafs, you look around the league, see what's going on. You sit. Mm-hmm. You sit on that strength. Leafs don't have to help out anybody. Why like, would you? I don't know. We, we've talked about it. All. Oh, the Leafs could help out the Oilers by trading them this guy. Or they could help out this team by trading. No, sit on it. <laughs> sit on it. It's uh, goaltending, I think, is about to get very expensive. Which, by the way, I'm going to throw it out there. Leafs got pickered for a... Like sixth and bottom, Tobias Lindbergh. Yeah, like a bottom six healthy scratch prospect and a six round pick. Man, what a few weeks does to your season. Pickard was on waivers. No one claimed him. Imagine that the Vegas Golden Knights had just kept them. <laughs> they would be. Yeah, <laughs> I feel. I, I don't know. I feel for them kind of because how can you predict? You yeah. couldn't possibly predict you're going to lose no. four goals. You know, I don't. I don't like, feel bad for them because they've done okay. They've done pretty good. Uh, they had a good start. They haven't done okay lately. Well, no, but nobody expected them to. I just think, you know, the fact that they sit fifth in the Western Conference right now is not a bad start. Hey, stock up those points. I tweeted, is Maxim Lagasse saving the Vegas Golden Knights season? Like, they need they needed to be bad at some point. Like, they got to trade off all these guys. Like, it's funny. I think it was Kipper, They, you know, a couple of weeks ago, they were talking about, uh, our team's calling about James Neal. Like, if the if the Vegas Golden Knights stay stay good... Are they going to sell off all these guys? Yep. And he goes, well, they're going to stick to the plan. And It's very easy to say that. If Vegas is uh, like a top 10 team in the league and in a playoff spot come March, as if. Yeah. You don't think they're going to sell James Neal? No. GM, <laughs> no GM can help them. Do you think that they no. would resign James Neal too? Hell yeah. Oh, Hell man. yeah! Like they're going to be like Colorado. It's going to uh, be great. They're going to have oh, one great yeah, year. But that's okay for Vegas yeah, because right. they're an expansion team and they shouldn't be anywhere near a playoffs. Has an any expansion team ever made the playoffs first season? I'm sure it's happened. I mean, maybe Had, back when when it went from six to twelve teams. And the Florida Panthers was that their first year when they when John Van Beesbrook and the Panthers? No, 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 no. That was at least two or three years. I know what you're talking about, though. When they made the finals against, they uh, usually stink. The Thrasher stunk. The Blue Jackets stunk. The Wild stunk. Senators stunk. Senators stunk. Predators stunk. It was yeah. Predators stunk. I don't know. I just think it'd be like it's it it's going to be modern era. I think it's unprecedented. Uh, yeah, their their start has been. And by the way, I don't count post sixty seven as the modern era anymore. As many people, there are many people who do, but no. This is that's been not modern era. Frustrating thing about uh, writing about like I've done a lot of all time writing this season. Mm-hmm. Looking at anything like before the 67 expansion or like even anything before 1985 is extremely frustrating because the numbers were just so out of whack. So crazily out of whack. Do you guys want the expansions franchise uh, stats? Yeah. The Florida Panthers, the best expansion franchise in NHL history. There you go. Finished one point back of a playoff spot. Wow. Hey. They finished with 83 points in the 93-94 season. Wow, that's, that's really impressive. Good. By the way, yeah. you only needed 83 points to make the playoffs back then. Well, 84, I 84. guess. 84. Yeah. Wow. wow. Uh, the best uh, expansion franchise out of the four major sports was probably the 66-67 Chicago Bulls, who made the playoffs. Good for them. And they lost in the first round. They got oh. Hey, they got <laughs> slept in three games by the St. Louis Hawks. There you go. Huh. 
So That's cool. a team that existed. <laughs> <laughs> There's a yeah. team name I've never heard before. Uh, I wonder how many people were confused <laughs> when we had Dennis Marukin and they're like, so you played for the California Seals and then the, the Cleveland Barons. And, like we're making shit up. Like, what it, league it is, is that? It is a little weird to see Cleveland and Cal- California. That's a big place. At least I wasn't on the Kansas City Scouts. Uh, the worst, on the what? other end of the spectrum, the worst expansion franchise is the Washington, Washington Capitals, 74-75, who had eight wins. 67 losses and five ties. I wonder if the 91, 92 senators or whenever they came in, was it 92, 93? Whenever they came in, I wonder if they got to win eight and they were like, oh, okay, at least we're tied for worst. <laughs> yeah. Not the worst. Not, not the yeah, worst. And the ninth, they were like, yeah, nine wins, baby. As like, long as you're not the worst. Yeah. As yeah. long as you're not record-breakingly bad. Uh, I feel like I took us very far away from the Calgary Flames. Well, I, I know what we, you guys want to talk about the, the fights last night. Oh, I do. One more, one more. Oh, oh okay. yes. uh, The worst ever across all four sports is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 76 in the NFL who did not win a game. I was about they to say. They went 0 14. Like, to be the worst in the NFL, you might as well not win. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. There you go. That's funny. Eh? It does It does happen. Like the no wins. Like the Cleveland <laughs> Cleveland Browns might do it this year. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I don't and they're not expansion. They're just bad. I think the Cleveland <laughs> Browns haven't won a game on a Sunday since I think it's 2015. Because they've only won, I think, three games and they all the last Thursday three nighters? years, and two of them have been on Mondays, and one was on a Saturday. Oh my so, just god! The day, it's, it's just so weird. The franchise is just the worst. Cleveland franchise Browns ever. fans, if you listen, what do you do? <laughs> I'm so, How do you? It's so do bad. that. Yeah. We okay. Oilers fans, Leafs fans, anybody that's had a you know Coyotes fans. People who had a rough ride up, up until recently, for at least for us, Coyotes fans are still getting a rough ride. They've literally always had a rough ride. At least the Coyotes have made the playoffs recently. Yeah, well, and the Leafs, <laughs> like in the, any, like the, I, if you finish last, you'll get like twenty wins at least. Yeah, twenty five wins, maybe even thirty. Usually, <laughs> you have thirty nights a year where you're like, hey, oh okay, yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> that, those, you know what that is? Thirty high fives <laughs> with your best friends. Yeah. You're at the bar and you went, well, they got this you're one. Right. High five, high five. <laughs> Browns, nope. <laughs> no, I don't get that. <laughs> Unyielding sorrow yeah. and, and disappointment. And the thing is, is that when you're packed into a stadium, it's not it's not just you, it's fifty-five to sixty thousand other people who feel the exact same way you do. And yeah. the Browns fans are the most intense in the league. Yeah. They sell They're amazing. Every game. They're amazing fans. <laughs> you drive home in post NFL game traffic, and everyone to your left, right, and front and back of you is sad. The whole city is sad. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. And they do that eight times every year. Every single year. Yeah. Imagine you go to an away game. (laughs) So then you're surrounded by asshole Steeler fans. But like, we're like, like, okay, we knew you were going to win. Do opposing fans even give you shit? Oh, yeah. Why? (laughs) Why? That's so cruel. Because Cleveland and Pittsburgh have a rivalry that goes on forever. No, they don't. Yes, they do. No, they don't. No, there's a difference between having a rivalry and not liking each other. They don't like each other. There's no rivalry. It's it's like nobody from Pennsylvania is very rude. So they're all they're all kind of like, oh, you guys keep losing games. It's a little passive aggressive. It's not like it's not like Philly where it's like, hey. Fuck you <laughs> and your team. Here's a snowball, dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I peed oh on it. Uh, yeah, literally. Um, uh. So, yeah. no, I, it's, <laughs> I don't know how we got here. But you guys do want to talk about the... 
the uh, there's one thing I want to quickly mention before we get to the fighting, which is <laughs> remember two days ago on this podcast where I mentioned that the Flames scored five goals against the Western Conference leading team in the third period. Oh yeah. How the hell do they go from that? To just blowing up against Detroit, like oh, it's easy. so the NHL is so crazy that way, easy. isn't it? Uh, and that's was, not the Flames. That that can happen to anybody. I've I've had to go back and look at uh, how the Leafs did last season a few times, uh, and that was also just like a, it was it was a fascinating season. Like I encourage you all to go back and look at the schedule and the crazy spikes of up and down. And follow one hundred beat reporters on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, one hundred thousand. Not um, everyone does follow YouTube ev- for a living. Follow everyone from every team. <laughs> they, they, I think they won. It was they won two games in October. Then they had like back to back to back emotional wins. Uh, I think they were all over like Western Canadian teams. There was that McDavid overtime game where Kadri scored. There was the crazy brawl game against Vancouver. You know what it was? It was the brawl game against Vancouver. And then the very next game with the Leafs riding high, seven nothing loss to the Kings. <laughs> They got killed. Just emotionally exhausted. That, the return of the Leafs to Vancouver, the revenge game where they yeah. where they played them in Vancouver, that was very disappointing. You were That's there, weren't you? Well, they lost. There. And oh, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't this big brawl that was supposed to happen. It wasn't that tense or anything. It was okay. They well, Martin and Gabranson got it out of the way. Yeah, mm. that's but that's not getting it out. That's just <laughs> no. that should be like okay, I'm gonna have to fight because I want to or I don't want to. But remember the build up. Yeah, it wasn't like Domi Probert too. Yeah, or at something least, like that. At least last night they genuinely hated each other. Mm-hmm. They genuinely hated each other. Well, there's here's the discussion. So, <laughs> so Steve and Jesse are like are going. Oh, I gotta watch this fight one more time. All seven minutes of this, I watched it during. <laughs> oh, I didn't watch all seven minutes. You did. I must see all seven minutes of of T'Chuck spearing, quote unquote spearing. So he got a spearing penalty for that. For just a little tap on the back That's of the ankle. That's a joke. Steve, you got to five minutes and 40 seconds before we had to start. Okay. I, so, I didn't watch I all seven. I watched at least I watched three or four. nearly six. <laughs> if you watched, you saw the commercial break then. Yes, I did. How dare you? Here's the thing. I, I don't know, like, I love these brawls. I think they're fun. I know it's dangerous, and I know I shouldn't, but I do really like them. Yeah, uh, I have. Oh my god! But I'm, I'm gonna not, go all over the place when it comes to this fight. But the the thing that I I can't understand this morning, and I think it's only due to the fact that there were two games last night. The Rangers had their had three. their okay three games last night. Yeah. The Rangers had well, there's only two games of note last night. Let's just be honest. <laughs> um, the Rangers okay. had their winning streak streak snapped, and Artem Anisimov got his first hat trick, and that's cool. So there's a story there. And then this is the only other obvious story because it was a blowout and, and otherwise a sort of boring game because blowouts are never that interesting. Eight two. Um, and been a few of those this year. And I just think like I was I was watching it. I'm like, okay, so they yeah, Calgary's Calgary is not going to if you lose the game on the score sheet, the whole old school hockey thing is well, you're not going to lose it physically. You're going to make them remember yeah. that you played them. If they beat not you on the ice, you got to beat them in the parking lot. If they lot. disrespect you on the score <laughs> sheet, the then you got to disrespect them back. Like Don Jerry saying, I'm pretty sure, or is something it? like that. Or you, if you can can't can't beat them on the ice if you can't beat them in the alley, something like that. Yeah. It is a little threatening. Yeah, yes. it is a little extra. It sounds like assault. It does doesn't it? <laughs> not in the seventies. Not in the seventies. Broad Street bullies skate to the friggin' forehead. Listen, anyway. if you're if every like if you're playing in a league and everybody's parents had gone to war in Europe, <laughs> I can see how that mentality existed. I can uh, see how maybe they had the a historical perspective. They had a, a little bit more of a cavalier attitude mm. towards those sorts of things because 
most of their parents <laughs> had enlisted in the army. I, know, I mean, so maybe Braden, that's little Braden just grew up playing hockey in Canada, and he doesn't know about the war. That's, he doesn't have to go in the alley and fight. He never actually had a street fight, right? <laughs> no, right. But <laughs> but I mean, like, think about it. People wonder why. Oh, why were the seventies and eighties so crazy? Because they were baby boomers. They were the kids of the generation that went to war. I know who was who, and that generation that went imagine. to war. Their parents went to war in World War One. I. I can't imagine how anyone would fight you on that point. Is the best part. Like somebody will. No, it's no, but it's true. It's true. It's like, true. Ah, get up. It's just a little bump on the head. <laughs> I went to war. That must have been so hard yeah, like, to be like our parents. What do you say to that? Yeah. And everyone's dad was Red Foreman. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, literally. Oh, you got picked on at school today? I went to war. <laughs> and if you didn't go to World War II, then you might have gone to Korea. You might have gone to Vietnam. You might have gone. Like, there was like a million. Uh, there was another, like, million other wars I didn't afterwards. Even think of that factor. I didn't even so, think of that. Anyway, anyway, um, I don't think the fallout of this, Freaking the hell. amount of Twitter back and forth on this warrants what it actually was. I think we had a slow night last night in the NHL, and people are like, well, this and this and this and this. Everybody wants to break it down. It's like, okay, so it was a fight, and it was yeah. a missed call by the refs. That, other than that, it was just, it was just hockey, right? <sighs> there were definitely some people in the wrong. Like, for sure in the wrong. There always is. I guess... I guess what everyone tries to find is patient zero or patient X. Who do we when blame? When it comes to the fight. Yeah, who is to blame? Um, <laughs> I mean, can we? I guess we can go with Witkowski. I think so. I, yeah, I, it's his fault for coming back on the ice, first of all. Yeah, he's like going to get suspension for that, right? Yeah. That's a 10-game suspension, isn't it? He should. He, no, because he didn't come back. He didn't come from the bench, right? So it's mm, not automatic. His feet were no longer on the ice. Yeah, and I think was, that should count. He was well off the ice. Yeah. I think that should count. I do Especially too. with the ref trying to re restrain him. I'd give him a game because he entertained me. Yeah. Well, like, okay, for example, David Clarkson, he was on the bench, jumps off, does nothing, but the rule is mm -hmm. 10 games. Sorry. This guy, like, comes in and kind of starts a fight. Jesse's watching it right now. And here's, here's, here's how it all broke down, okay? So Kulak goes after Booth. Sort of, sort of challenges him, but nothing comes of it. Mm -hmm. Nothing comes of it. Witkowski and Kulak then go at it. Now, where things took a turn, Witkowski gets the takedown on Kulak. Then Witkowski slams Kulak to the ice, which is a chicken shit move. We you don't we don't have to be like, oh, it's dangerous and we got to take it out of the game, but it is a chicken shit move. I mean, if we're if we're gonna be parental about it. What happens? He slams his head off the ice, knocks him out. Okay, cold. but that, that now, let's not let's not go Could, there. All I I'm hear saying. is about that. I know, I know, it's dangerous. It's a dangerous game. Let's let's get beyond that for a little it's bit. It's Not part of the game. Let's just get to now patient that, zero. That's when we get into the age old argument: is fighting even and part I will of the game? Not even debate this anymore because I'm so tired of it. I don't care. I don't. I, I don't. I'm okay. done with this debate. So we'll settle on chicken shit move. Chicken shit move for sure. Chicken shit move. Uh, so then Kachuk taps with Kowski. Mm -hmm. Because he is a little shit, <laughs> different from chicken shit. It's a little bit chicken shit, but it's mostly little shit. You can have respect for little shit moves. You're a little shit. You're a little shit. You know what I mean? Now, so I was listening to Hockey Central on the way in, uh, Hockey Central at noon, and Kiprios made a few points. What time I, is it? I really liked. What uh, time does Hockey Central at noon air? Noon. I was late. No. 
I was just making a joke with the oh, name of the show. Oh, sorry. I thought you were scolding me. It's <laughs> no. my natural instinct to be like, just admit you were wrong. My favorite Steve. thing is when they rerun <laughs> Hockey Central at noon on Sportsnet One at three o'clock. <laughs> That's Hockey like, Central at noon at three o'clock. Um, so uh, Kachuk taps with Kowski. Well, Kowski goes back on the ice. He for that he's a hundred percent in the wrong. First of all, spearing. He tapped him on the skate. Mm-hmm. How hard. And that's that what Chuchuk does. That's what he does. That's that's bravado and testosterone and ego getting out of hand. Kiprios kind of praised, or I can't remember if it was Kiprios or Blaschel, because they had Jeff Blaschel come on the show, but I came in halfway through the interview. So that's a huge get for them, by the way. And if the whole interview is up on the website, go to sportsnet.ca, check that out. But uh, it was either Kiprios or Blaschel was basically going, well, you know, it could have got more out of hand. But the ref told Wachowski to get back on the bench, and he did. First of all, he shouldn't have to tell him to get back on the bench. He should have never left it. Once your feet leave the ice, you're off the playing surface. You're off. You're on the bench. He came back on. When he went back off, it was not immediate. He got in a few really good swipes, and that's when things got out of hand mm-hmm. to me. Uh, the only other thing that I disliked, uh, but I'm willing to forgive, actually, was I. you know what I hate in a hockey fight? And it goes back to what Wachowski did to Kulak, the ground and pound. This isn't MMA. This no. isn't this isn't UFC. Once you've knocked them over. Yeah, and I and I go back to they were honoring Wendell Clark at a Leaf game a few years ago. I don't remember what it was, and they were showing his highlight back, which of course has a lot of goals, has a lot of hits, and has a lot of fights. There's one fight where he literally has a guy on the North Stars in full mount, holding him by the jersey in one hand. And wailing on him with the other. Like, that's how you kill people. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but there's no rules to the fighting. No. No, <laughs> that's they, an interesting thing. Because if they did have rules for the fighting, then that would mean that they are saying that the fighting is okay. Mm. That's why there's no rules. If there was... E- if Means they're see, condoning it. The reason there aren't rules is because what has seriously happened yet? Like, one incident. Like, I, we can I don't go know. with long There might be an entire generation of players... Suing them in a class action lawsuit yeah, right Yeah, but that's now. not one incident, right? Oh, that's, okay. If, if one incident happens where a, a guy, you know, I don't even want to put the evil out there into the world, but if something terrible were to happen, then do you put in rules? No, you probably just get rid of the whole thing. But anyway, Mantha had Hamannick in full ground and pound, but what um, Mantha was, I can't remember if it was Mantha or Blaschel was saying, that was actually right, is Hamannick is punching up at him. If the guy on the bottom is punching up and the ref is holding you back, which no, 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 I'll save that. And the ref is holding you back. I I don't know. I don't blame him for keeping on punching. It's not the most noble thing to do, but if, I mean, you're still in a fight at that point. The guy on the bottom is attacking you. And I don't blame the guy on the bottom for what's he supposed to do? Just lay there? Who I blame is the ref for friggin' running in there and being Galahad. I, I, what are you going to do? Is he supposed to let them go and just keep fighting? If you're going to break up the fight, break up the fight. Yeah, he's trying. No, he's grabbing on the jersey. No, like literally wrap yourself around the player. Yeah, don't, don't. I don't know what the rules are for referees. (laughs) Don't be Dana White at a weigh-in and just put your, your hand in between. Don't cause a scene, guys. <laughs> I would love to know what the rules like, are. Hey, 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 trained fighters, please stop. Please stop. I'm going to use my right arm to stop you. Hey, trained murderers. <laughs> Pudgy bald owner, man. I know you've only yeah, I know you've only spent yeah. 25 years getting here yeah. and training for this. I'm just going to, yeah, I'm going to stop, stop you with my pudgy hand. 
Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, you you're know what right. really takes the gusto out of UFC when Conor McGregor goes nuts and someone who's twice Conor McGregor's size picks him up like a child. Conor McGregor is not a big guy. No, he but uh, don't remind me that he's only 150 pounds or whatever. Yeah. Why not? I don't know. Like that picture of Floyd Mayweather walking between his four security guards yeah. really takes the gusto out of Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, if you were fighting him in a sanctioned boxing match, he would definitely kick your ass. Oh, he would definitely kick my ass. <laughs> but I question whether or not he would kick the ass of the biggest security guard that he has. <laughs> Otherwise, what's he for? Well, he should be able to do his job. Anyway, sorry, we're getting off track here. Um,. I don't remember where I was going. Uh, what are the rules of engagement for an official? And what what is the maximum they're allowed to do? I don't envy that job. The right move is what to What are you supposed to do? The right move, I think, is get Mantha in a full headlock and lean all your body weight back to yank him off. The only guy who got involved um, was, I think, Scott Wilson on the Red Wings who tried to stop his own teammate, which I think is right. If he goes attacking Hamannick, then that's like third man in and... You know, then you look at a potential suspension there. Uh, you got to hold your own guy back in that in that situation, because he's the one on top. He's the one with the whole ground and pound situation. But in terms of like fallout from this, I don't know who gets suspended. I think Witkowski. Mm-hmm. And fun- that's it, right? It's just funny hearing the. F- Is that it? I think so. Send a message that you can't come back on the ice. Yeah. And and I would say something needs to click in Hamannick and Mantha. Like, oh, shit, we're no longer on the ice. We can't be fighting. Does Kachuk get something for the spear? A fine. No. A f- uh, he shouldn't get I anything. Is. He shouldn't get anything. He shouldn't he get got anything. He'll he got a five and a game. Of, he'll no. get a fine out of formality, I bet. That's insane. It might That's even so break stupid. during the show. See, there's no way he should get that. Also, um, shout out my fantasy team for picking up Kachuk. And putting him in the lineup. Oh, because penalty minutes count. All those penalty pins. minutes is the stupidest no, thing to count in a no, pool. No, no, you need it. Um, you can't just go all offense. Then it's too easy. 111 penalty How minutes. How much are they counted, though, is the problem. Yeah, everything's even. It's one-on-one. It's versus league. So, like, you're playing. You have your, oh, yeah. okay. Sorry. I thought you were trying to say a p- one penalty minute equals one point. No, no, no. It's <laughs> that would be great. Wow. Week. That'd yeah, be great. Yeah. yeah oh, I did no. a pool one year where we waited penalty minutes too much, and I knew there was a problem when in the first round someone drafted Zen and Kanopka. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, ooh. it's like, hey, I'm going to take Matt Martin second overall. So, yeah. all, uh, all in all, 111 penalty minutes, five game misconducts, the good old hockey game. Um, is it a travesty? Do we need to no? No, it's not a travesty. I don't want to. I don't want feign outrage. Like no. who cares? It's well, just whatever. The one thing I kind of want to get back to is something Kiprio said, and that was basically uh, for a for a little while. We looked at incidents like that, and we said, you know, it's a black eye on the sport, and it's oh. a shame, and we need to get it out of the game. Now that it never happens anymore, everyone's reaction seemed to be that was great. Old-time hockey. And when he said that, I was like, ah, I wish I could fully shake the caveman. I, I think, Steve, you like UFC. I know, and a few people have asked me, like, how do you, how are you so, you know, wishy-washy on fighting in hockey, and how do you like UFC? I don't have a proper answer for that. My shitty answer is UFC is fighting. Hockey yeah, you're there is to hockey fight. with yeah. fighting. Yeah, yeah, if you f- fighting is not implied on the playing surface of hockey. Mm-hmm. It's against the rules. Can we can we get to a point though where we 
can talk about fighting and not talk about how long it has left. Like, can we talk about this eventually one day without going, yeah, oh, how much time does it have left in the game? It's got no place in the game. Blah, you, you want an answer for that? that? When it's finally out. Oh, it's going to happen. I'm so tired of talking about that. And, it, and it's not because I don't think it shouldn't be. It's just because it's like, okay, we've, we've been there. We know. Well, we know. if you don't have the conversation, it won't ever get out of the game. I, I guess my point is we've had this conversation for five years of doing this show. Every time we bring up fighting, that's the conversation we have to have. And I'm getting a little sick and tired of having to repeat the same thing. Because every time we say it, it's like, yeah, of course, obviously, safety comes first. Mm-hmm. Obviously. No, but if you don't say it, then how... It we have said it. I've said it a million but times. You, you can't just stop saying it and then you don't say it ever again. Like, yeah, well, that I know. Doesn't make I sense. guess I get tired of the repetition. <laughs> like, I, my, my stance on this issue is noted. It's on <laughs> the record. Yeah. That is, you, no, you have to state your stance on it. You Every wear a t-shirt. Ask me time. about my fighting stance. <laughs> I, I... It uh, is interesting. I'm, I, yeah. What is that? I'm tired of talking about it. You know why I think it's the same discussion every freaking time? That's exactly it. I hate it. And there's nothing creative about saying, yes, guys, I'm against fighting, but we seem to have to, and I don't know why. clearly going out. Yeah. So eventually, hopefully, we don't have to have this conversation at all. That is the silly little gradual thing. Like, if you just take something out one day, like, if they were to take fighting out now, there'd probably be a little bit of outrage, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if they were to just wo- tomorrow be like, it's done! If, but if you give it five years... It does feel like they're waiting for a seminal moment, though, doesn't it? Yeah, they're waiting for people to basically not fight anymore so that then they could very bravely parade in and go, there's no more fighting! None, none, Aren't we fantastic? Yeah, none of us fight anyway. Yeah. Um, from uh, 31 Thoughts this week, uh, Carey Price, if you take out his 2015-2016 uh, season, has appeared in 80% of Montreal's games since 2009 2010. That's an average of 66 games a year. He's going to be 31 when his eight-year extension begins next season. Mm -hmm. Only three goalies since 67-68 have as many as as five 66-game seasons at age 31 or older. So, is there anything to this Carey Price getting... I don't want to spend too much time on it, but is there there anything to it? Do Do you think they really do that? You don't let Mark Bergevin make that move. You don't let Mark Bergevin make them. Like, that is a big enough financial decision and just part of the team decision that it has to come from ownership. And I am captain no meddling from ownership. I am captain that. What might have been even better for Montreal, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, but what might have been even better for Montreal is if they had let Bergevin trade Subban when he wanted to trade him in the first place. Wouldn't that have reduced the outrage a little bit? But Might have. Ownership got involved and said, nope, you're signing him. What would he have gotten at that point? Do we know? Who knows? Who the hell knows? Shea Weber and two... And Ryan Suter. First, both of them. Both of them. Yeah. <laughs> Philip um, Forsberg. Currently right now, and this is number eight on 31 Thoughts, Jason Spezza is playing 13 minutes a, light, a night, lower than any season since he became an NHL regular. Uh, Dallas wants to make it work, according to Elliot Friedman. But it is interesting that he has one more year at $7.5 million. He can be traded this summer, but he could also waive. That's a lot of money. But is there a potential chance there that... Now, Elliot Elliot mentions Columbus trying to find one more high-level offensive player. You know who's got the the cap room? Montreal. And you know what Jason Spezza plays? Center. I, that's the first place my head went. Me too. Why not? 
Hmm. Why wouldn't Montreal go for that? Who does Montreal have to give up? I don't oh, think I don't that, think it's expensive. I, I don't think his value is that high because his contract's high. I think Dallas wants to get the money off the books, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah, that's so that Price. is Montreal throwing Dallas a bone. So Carrie Price. Carrie Price. Yeah. And Galch. <laughs> and they get Sergachev back and trade him and okay. Ruan for, for Spezza. And, and a third. Okay. And a third. And a third. And a third. Uh, if you throw in the third, then <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, there you yeah. go. And a third. <laughs> don't, don't forget that third. Hey, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and speaking of Montreal. They asked for Yulis Honka, you hang up the phone. Mm-hmm. It would just be interesting to see Spets in Montreal. I think that, that makes a lot of sense. That's a good, why not? It's a second line guy that you have for another year and a half. What's the big deal? I mean, you got to fight for your job anyway. <laughs> why not? Yeah. Uh, are the Tampa Bay Lightning Steve Dangle? Good or bad? Well, I'm going to read you this story, so and, then, and then I'm going to see. I'm going to see if you can get what I'm referencing here. Chris Johnson had an interesting story over the weekend. This is Elliot Friedman, by the way, uh, about an arbitration case involving oh. Jonathan Duran in Tampa Bay. Duran was entitled to $212,000 for a .73 points per game last season. He ended at .726. Oh. .73, .726. The Lightning said no to the bonus. <laughs> Duran filed grievance. Sports is generally the place where people round up, but there is, uh, but there are very public situations where that doesn't happen. I mean, are the Tampa he, Bay Lightning Steve Dangle? I will not give you that. I, I will not let you spend that dollar. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, no, no. I'm with Tampa. I'm with Tampa. It says in the contract. You get the very expensive dollar amount if you hit this. No, but didn't hit it that. depends on if the contract said if you hit it on the second or third decimal point. Oh, it did say that. No, it didn't. Like, I'm not, I don't know oh. if the contract said it or not. Well, then if it's not expressly it, written in the contract, it, should, it has to it be that. It needs to be the exact number. Because what was the percentage? 0.73, and he got a 0.726. So the contract probably said 0.73, right? Yeah, to that but, decimal point. Yeah, it's uh, the 7.3. But if you look at 7.26, it's, it's a 7.3. Why? Because you round up. Because Why do you round up? Because you're going to that decimal point. So you have to get there. You can't mm-hmm. leave it as a three mm-hmm. decimal point percentage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If you calculate it, if you show it on the calculator, as a, and it comes up as anything less than seven, or what was it? Seven three point seven three. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, but you have to get to two decimal places. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if that's how they write it out. It sounds like that was the case because of how it settled. Also, yeah. How did it settle? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me. Do you want me to, do you want me yeah, finish bring it? it up. Bring so it up. they fin in court. They finished at a ninety percent settlement. So Tampa said, yeah, <laughs> "We'll give you ninety percent." And um, so Drew and said, okay. I don't know why I didn't read that far. I, <laughs> I had it. I, I thought. <laughs> yeah, Johnson, he'd been working on this for a couple months. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to break the story. And then It's the dumbest they, thing ever. And then they finally settled this week. And it was, set, it was seven, settled at 90%. You're right or you aren't. Also, what is, what, what is the dollar amount? And what is 10% of that? I want to know. So it's, it's 212. Uh, so it's about $21,000 that the mm-hmm. Lightning save. Yeah. So are the Lightning Steve Dangle. So they were, the, light, the Lightning admitted they were wrong That's by like saying you one have part-time employee salary. Oh, wait, dude, yeah, <laughs> that might be two part-time employee salaries. Oh, the hell! 
Yeah. All right. Whatever. Do you think I feel, like, might... I feel like we just wasted time with that shitty story. <laughs> I just I'm wonder. Angry <laughs> at both the Lightning Andrew and for that shitty story. Uh, are, Mostly the Lightning. I wonder. Most 100% the Lightning. I'm mad at the Lightning. Because <laughs> <laughs> 90% is ridiculous, right? You might as well just say you win. You win, right? Yeah. I'm mad at them for being like, you are 90% right. <laughs> and Drew Ann being like, close enough. Like, can't someone. <laughs> didn't. If you're Drew Ann's lawyer, don't you just go, that's a dick move. Give us the other 21 grand. Why are you charging me an extra dollar? That's basically <laughs> allowing the lightning to save face for like a couple nights out at the bar for Drew Ann. Like, what, what is 21 grand to a yeah. player like that? That's stupid. That's dumb. <laughs> I'm pissed. I hope he takes that money and buys like a Lamborghini or something with it. <laughs> That's what I would do. I'd be, I I would be completely irresponsible and, mm -hmm. and, and have my, my like Lamborghini. Basic Pretend you never had that money, so it's just free money. Yeah. Yeah. Or invest it <laughs> responsibly. That and too. RSPs are real Okay, stupid. well, he makes like six million bucks. I'm sure he'll be all right. I know. It's, yeah. He has an amount of money where like, who, who cares? Yeah. Like, Seriously, if you, who cares? If he lived, if he lived like we do, for an entire year, he would be set for life. Like if, he spent, oh, yeah. if his expenditures were what, like an average of the three of yeah. us, he would be set for the rest of his and life. And mortgage. <laughs> More, what mortgage? He doesn't have to get one. Uh, no. Yeah, you just buy it. If he's me. Oh. I go, and mortgage. I just rent and it. it still wouldn't pay Rent up. an apartment. Um, <laughs> yeah, why would you get... Yeah, you wouldn't have a mortgage. Come on. Um, also, on the lightning, Steve, uh, you did an article for Sportsnet about Stamkos and Kucherov. And it was good! Talk about it. It's really good. Well, Johnny Gaudreau sort of messed the whole article up last night. But, um, so, we've been talking about... <laughs> what? What? Go ahead. I was gonna continue, Jesse, and okay. clarify that statement. <laughs> so, we've been talking about Stamkos and I wrote this Kuchar. great article, but God, he, he ruined it. It's, Johnny Gaudreau ruined that. Fuck so, God. I says to the guy, I says, you can't charge me an extra dollar. But then I paid him. <laughs> I don't remember if I paid him. God damn it. It's on the Steve Dangle blog at sports.ca. You should have lied man. You should have yeah, lied. Yeah. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. It's a piece of shit anyway. It's like you guys. What's Jesse? Like, you know those stories that you tell that you need to tell a little white lie? You should have told the white lie. You know what? <laughs> That's a white lie story, right? I think everybody can agree with me on that one. That's a white lie. No, no, it's much better that he told the truth. Then the guy told me... You owe another thousand dollars, so I reached across the table and I punched him in the neck. No, you took him and the coin. And he said, said, "You get the car for free." <laughs> and I said, "You're goddamn right." I My name isn't Steve Tangle. I thought you went to court, and you agreed that he was ninety percent right, so you gave him ninety cents. Instead I gave him ninety cents. <laughs> I just want this car. <laughs> Anyway, that uh, was so that's so ridiculous. I'm, is, not gonna, I'm not getting over that. No, it's <laughs> anyways. You know who won that? <laughs> lawyers. Yeah, lawyers won. Yes, anyways, lightning 100%. lost. Duran lost. Lawyers won. Your article. Um, yeah, your article. Tell him. Tell him. <sighs> so we've been talking about Stamkos and Kucherov in passing, uh, and we just keep looking at their point total and going, "Gosh, golly, mm -hmm. that's good. Aren't they good?" Uh. So I looked at 31 points in 18 games, which is what Stamkos has. And do you know what that is on pace for? He's almost at 111. 141. Oh, God. He's on pace for 141. <laughs> Kutrov, who's only one point behind him at 30 points in 18 games, is on pace for 136. So 
what I love, what is such a huge privilege is I get to email Sportsnet stats department, ask them any question that pops into my head, and every time I'm shocked that they have an answer. I'm stunned. Like, I don't know how they look it up, and I don't know how they look it up so fast. My question was, A, how many times have teammates finished one and two in league scoring? And two, what were the biggest gaps between the second scoring teammate and the third place scorer in the league? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I was very careful with the way I worded it. Yep. So the record, it turns out, is only 29 points. I thought it'd be more than that. That's a lot. It is a lot, <laughs> but, I mean, you look at the 80s, and you look like uh, Gretzky and a line mate versus, I don't know, some guy on some other team mm-hmm. is what I figured the record Lemieux, would be. Lemieux, most likely. Exactly. So, well, funny you should say that. So the uh, record uh, is Lemieux and Yager. In 95-96, Lemieux had 161 points. Stupid. And Yager had 149. A full 29 points ahead of third place Joe Sackick mm. with 120. <laughs> so, wow. but we live in a different world now. Uh, hockey's different and people don't score as much. So if Stamkos and Kucherov were to maintain their crazy pace, like they'd be, first of all, they'd be the first players to hit 136 points or more since Lemieux and Yager did it that year. What's Crosby's One twenty something. So, if uh, Gaudreau and those two would be the first players to hit at least one hundred and eighteen points since Sidney Crosby in 06-07 when he scored one hundred and twenty. Okay. So w- here's how Gaudreau comes into the situation. So he's on pace for one hundred and eighteen, meaning the gap between him and Kucherov would be eighteen points, which is the third biggest gap ever. But before last night, when Gaudreau had two points in one game, they were on pace to have, to have, I believe, I'd have to go back and check, I think they were on pace to have the biggest gap ever, beating Lemieux and Crosby over Sackick. Mm-hmm. They're good. And if you want more details on that, go ahead and check out the article on Steve Dangle blog, sportsnet.ca. Same coast and Kucherov. Do you think Kucherov gets 50 and 50? He What's he at right 16 now? 16 and 18. See, he would have to improve on the ridiculous pace he's already on. I, he, he couldn't. No. Well, so you got a shout-out in that article. I, thank you. That was very nice of you. Because last show, when we talked about what is and isn't too early, you said what? Uh, American Thanksgiving. American Thanksgiving. We are one week to the day away from it not being too early anymore. So if Stamkos is still on pace for 140-whatever points and Kudrov's still on pace for 136, it's not too early anymore. We're at the uh, the quarter mark of the season, and these guys are on pace to score the way no player has scored in two decades. Over two decades. The only guy screwing it up is that pesky Johnny Gaudreau. Also, Jaden Schwartz, not far behind. He's on pace for over 100 right now. Braden Shen is also in the conversation, and I think Blake Wheeler somehow. Two of those players I just mentioned are in Mrs. Dangle's pool. Nice. Uh, yeah, Wheeler and Shifley. Oh, my God. Un- incredible. No, that, that whole three-headed monster on the Jets, if you got them in fantasy, congratulations. Yeah. You got a See, third also, Nikolai Ehlers. Um, it has been announced that Russia could be barred from the Winter Olympics uh, in 2018. Who's allowed to go? After World Anti-Doping <laughs> Agency has declined to lift the suspension of Moscow's national anti-doping body, 
Apparently, Russia is non-compliant over doping. So they are not... Is Russia being difficult about something? <laughs> I do find it funny that they're going into an election right now, which is why Ovechkin and Malkin and all those oh. guys have put the Team Putin on their, on their Instagram. Oh. I do find it funny that going into an election, oh. that would be a thing. It feels like it's like, oh, that's a good distraction technique. An election. Let's get banned from the Olympics. An election. So it's the world against us, galvanizes people. Yeah, election. Quote, unquote, election. We know who's going to win. We know. So Is there an opposition party? I don't know. I assume they're dead. Like, it's, <laughs> like no, is anybody in the Russian Duma an independent? Like, I, I wonder, like, is it? So, okay. Uh, <laughs> I want to I wanna talk about something that I, uh, very briefly, okay? Yeah. Very briefly. I got, like, two sentences on it. So, Ovechkin posted that Team Putin thing, and I think he was made available to the media. I don't remember. Uh, Malkin posted a Team Putin thing. I'm counting your sentences. Oh, shit. I, I'm going to go a little over two. Mal- Malkin uh, did his Team Putin thing, and a few people got indignant that, oh, he wouldn't answer questions on it. What do you expect them to do? <laughs> yep, you know, I was wrong. <laughs> like, what are they going to say? On second thought, you're right. Fuck Putin. Also, I'm going to call every person I've ever known in Russia and make sure they're okay. Yeah, definitely... I'm going to criticize that guy whose detractors magically appear dead. Yeah. <laughs> Not just in Russia. <laughs> they appear dead all over the world. Yeah. Uh, look up Sergei Majinsky, I think it was. Oh, look up a bunch of people. But you know what? I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to attack him on Instagram. <laughs> and then he'll know. <laughs> so I'm not totally letting them off the hook. It's totally possible that Ovechkin supports him. It's totally possible Malkin supports him. However, if they don't, we're likely to never know. Yeah, it doesn't matter because they're doing the right thing for their lives. You're expending. <laughs> you're you're taking our democracy, our freedom of speech, our culture, yeah. and putting it on them. And you have to remember, yeah. nope. they're from the other side of the world nope. that has quite literally never had it. Like I, my my uh, my grandfather was fluent in Russian and used to go over and well, help. He's from him. Russia, wasn't he? Uh, his his father was. Oh, okay, sorry. So, and technically Lithuania, but it was part of the uh, the Tsarist Russia at that yeah, time. Gotcha. Um, so he used to go over to Russia and help make power plants. Uh, my grandfather was a chemical engineer and was a master several times. He was a genius. Not, None of not that the power plants you think of, like actual plants. Plants that had a lot of strength. Protein and power. power plants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they he, lifted weights. It was big for Vega they, <laughs> Instead of leaves, they grew biceps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, like Piccolo was a plant. Piccolo that, was a plant, by the way. Um, that's the kind of plants he built that's in right. Russia. So he, from the planet He Namek. would go build power plants, and he said— So your grandfather was from Namek. I yeah, got you. Yes, okay. yes. And this was, this was when communist Russia was, in the 80s, becoming more open, a little bit like what China is now, although I think China's doing a better job. Um, and they—the way he described it to me was this. He said they don't understand in the same way that we understand— what it is that they have and what it is that we have. They don't understand. Most of them have never left the country. Most of them have never grown up any other way, and they've been told that capitalism and, and democracy and all these things are evil. So they've always had it this way, so they're kind of used to living in it. And he said it doesn't mean that there aren't dissenters, but he said you have to understand perspective. Yeah. And it is very different there than it is here. And you can't just take your perspective, because I was being you know, a snotty teenager and going, well, this and this and this and this. He said, no, 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 you can't do that. You have to look at it going, okay, what's their history here? They, they, had, they had a democratic revolution. How did that end up? Well, the communists took over. 
Right? Like he, yeah. And he said, so then it was run from totalitarian to totalitarian, czarist it's to not, communist. It's not just things like that. Uh, and maybe maybe we can leave it w- with this. So, uh, you know, I was very close friends with Andrei Osachenko when we were doing the KHL stuff. We still talk. And uh, there, there was one conversation that, re- that really stuck with me. So I was explaining to him my sister, uh, who, as some of you know, has cerebral palsy and autism and a bunch of other things. And I think he even met her. And he was, he was, I don't know, I was explaining these things and he didn't, he didn't really say much. Andre was rarely at a loss for words. He was just kind of pensive. He was just thinking. And then he, I can't remember if we were talking or he messaged me like the next day. He goes, you know, I was just, I don't know. I'm fascinated by your sister because like, we just don't have people like her in Russia. For a sec, I was like, what? Like, of, of course you do. Of course you do. No, and the, and then I realized, like, oh, they're either institutionalized or don't survive. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the difference. So it's, it's sorry to get so dark, everybody. I preferred talking about Dragon Ball Z, too. Um, but uh, it's not always just, like, oh, uh, a difference of views on how money is handled or a difference of views politically or on freedom or democracy or whatever. Everything. It, Literally everything. So many things. It's like it's... You know, we, we can't begin to relate to that experience. I don't think we explore outer space, and I think we should. And I'm fascinated by all of that, but we don't understand half of what's under the frigging sun mm-hmm. here yeah. on this own on our own under planet. the atmosphere. Yeah, I kind of yeah. think about it how like when somebody gets mad at you or somebody like snaps. Sometimes it has nothing to do with that interaction. It has everything to do with how they like spent their morning. Like maybe they just oh. got into a big fight with somebody before you, and they come to you, and then they snap. It's the underlying yeah. issue. This person doesn't understand what's happening in North America because they grew up in Russia, where right. everything's completely. Now different. I'd love everybody it's to be like, Russia. I'd like, yeah, but I'd like everybody to be like Alexander McGillney in the early '90s, saying, "Screw Russia, screw communism, screw it all." Like you know, he was, and then you know, Fatistov comes over here, and he's giving half of the money he makes to the Russian government. Um, Gilney's like, no, F you, I'm keeping it all and screw you and I'm never leaving and I love it here. You know, you we want, we like that. We thrive on that bravado, like, you know, screw the man. However, you got to think that there might be some There's issues. consequences. There is consequences and to that. Like, you so, know, I, I mean, I'll, listen. I'll have I'm, a moment of self-awareness. Like, I got indignant about the whole poppy thing before and we had some Irish listeners reach out like, uh, you have to understand why we are not down with that. Yeah. And that made sense. It was like, okay, now I understand. Well, and then I, you know, and I tried to look at it from their perspective, and I was like, yeah, okay, I get it. Fair enough. I so, get it. Yeah, anyway, we're not letting them off the hook. It's just kind of like, are you surprised? Yeah. Stop it, no, being surprised. No, if, they genuinely, if they genuinely support him, then they genuinely support him. They should be criticized for it. If they don't, we'll probably never know. Uh-huh. Uh, in my view, as good as the Coyotes were last season, that's how as bad they've been now. <laughs> I feel terrible. Well, they weren't even good last season. No, that's season. what I mean. No. That's, that's why it makes but sense. But it was okay. No. 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 It no. was a little bit okay. <laughs> no. No. The Coyotes have become they the first. They were rebuilding. Remember when they were the hot team with yeah. all these prospects? And Clayton Keller. Clayton Keller Who's should be can I read this? Story. Can I read this fucking tweet here, guys? Go For ahead God's read this sake, fucking let me tweet. read this tweet. God. And then we can get into Clayton Keller. Coyotes become the first NHL team in history without a regulation win through their first 20 games. And so and what Clayton that means, Keller. So yes. Clayton, <laughs> well, so that's a three-period win. Yes. I got to think, like, are they awarded with a regulation win in the NHL standings? They should be. They won a game in overtime. They've got two. That counts as a regulation win. Well, and a shootout win. Oh, yeah. Sorry, so overtime they have two and wins, a shootout. One's overtime, one shootout, but they don't have a three-period win. 
on the season in 20 games. That's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Now, uh, one thing I mentioned in a recent video is, so when the Leafs went on their little break, they had played the most games in the entire league. Oof. They had played 19 games, uh, and they were tied with two teams. One was Pittsburgh, who is they still had a winning record. They were still one of the league's better teams, but they struggled compared to their standards, and they played a lot of back-to-backs. The other team was Arizona. So the Leafs came out on the right side of it. The Penguins came out on the right side of it. Arizona very did not. Um, <laughs> very, not, very you, did you're not. You're understating that, man. Like, it's, Well, now they play 20 games. Like, I, I think it should be a bigger story that, yes, not only have they uh, not had a regulation win yet, but they've already played 20 games. How much blame... Do we put on that? Like, were they already the league's worst team? And then they also got burdened with this? I don't think we expected them to be the league's worst team. No, you're right. There's like, no excuse. They they went I, out. I picked them as a surprise team. They upgraded at defense. Their top four should be great. They upgraded pretty much everywhere. Center, goalie. They made a trade for a center. They made a trade for a goalie. Same trade. Yep, New York. You're right. Uh, and, and got a good defenseman out of Chicago. At that defense. How is that the worst defense in the league? Or, well, sorry. How is that defense on the worst team in the league? So is this, to me, this is a head coach thing. They got a new head coach. It's time for him to go. Um, when? But John, I feel like if anybody's going to go first, it's going to be John Chaka. Now, yeah, here's the problem. So I'm a believer in John Chaka, uh, but the way I've talked about Mark Bergevin, so you look at certain decisions and how they get made, like what equity has Chaka built up with here's why you should keep me. Okay, you're going to fire this coach because he's not working out. Who the f- who the hell brought him in in the first place? It's you, homie. I So he might get the opportunity to fire Rick Tockett, but he might be going next. He might be going next. And it's he, I agree with so many of the moves he's made, too. Me too. I don't get why this team's so bad. What? That's not true. I do get it. I do get it. What do you get? What is it? He's barely got an opportunity to be evaluated on one of his biggest moves. Derek Stepan has been one of their better offensive players. Ranta has been out. Their goaltending is abysmal. Like, we keep talking about the Coyotes. Uh, sorry, we keep talking about the Golden Knights, the other desert team. Um, but the Coyotes' goaltending has been abysmal, terrible, and they have so many injuries too, and they're trying to fix it, but they're also victims of this weird little goalie market. They've already made two moves. They've already made two moves. They uh, shipped out Louis Domingue and brought in Michael Layton, and they brought in Scott Wedgwood, which is essentially deck chairs on the Titanic. Like, Wedgwood, I think, is a worthwhile investment. He might turn out to be something. Layton can maybe be a somewhat stopgap, but, like, no problems get solved until Ranta comes back. And even then, you get a guy who... Wasn't even a surefire number one in the first place, coming off of injury on the league's worst worst team, trying to save the whole damn season. Boy, I don't know how Jacob survives that. I, it's a shame too, because it, it doesn't feel like he'll have had enough time to get it done. What is lazier in today's NHL than uh, saying John Jacob tried to build a team on a spreadsheet? Who said that? Everybody. Oh man. Well. Like, why, why, like, can you, okay, in order for me to take your opinion seriously, you need to at least give credit to the teams that used analytics and it worked. 
which is almost everybody. <laughs> so I can't even listen to you if you're like, well, he tried to do this and he did. Shut up. Eh, it's easy to make broad sweeping statements on Twitter and get a reaction. And that's the only reason anybody would tweet that. I don't think anybody with a brain is still like, no, no analytics at all, please. Because if you were, then you're like, well, let's not count goals and assists and points because those are analytics. Let's not too. do it. Can you look up um, the Coyotes goalie statistics? I feel like we did this several weeks ago when I think there were less than 10 games in, it got worse. It got worse. Mm-hmm. They had this one guy who I'd never even heard of, and he was just getting shelled. Like, Maxim Lagasse, I got to say, like, even though he hasn't been that great, he's 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 been giving it a shot. Uh, no, see, this only has the two goalies who are active right now. Oh, hit up. Uh, also, Rance has played more games than I thought. He must have come back from injury then. Oh, okay. All right, good luck. Good luck. So, Rance has started nine games, played in nine games. He's one in five. Uh, lost two games in overtime with a save percentage of 905. Boy, that's just no good. That is no bueno. And Wedgwood is one, one, and one with a 913 save percentage. I think he's the only guy with an even somewhat respectable thing here adam can you waste time until i find this? uh sure sure um i also want to throw this out there the coyotes have been accused of spying on staff and unfairly firing employees <sighs> because apparently they're trying to unionize and they're uh the u.s national labor board has actually launched two investigations into the franchise since 2016 in october uh so not it's been like the last year of this and i guess i guess you know it's it's the Coyotes have denied all the allegations, and there is a hearing before a labor board judge on January 9th, and uh, the Coyotes general counsel, counsel, who is their lawyer, said that we have worked hard to create an excellent workplace culture for more than 100 employees. Uh, we're proud of that culture, which is based on respect and fair treatment for all employees. All Any and all allegations to the contrary are not true. Um, it, this is interesting. Uh, the Coyotes reportedly reached a settlement earlier this year with an employee, causing one labor case to be withdrawn. The team was accused of the following in a charge document from which that uh, from a uh, charge document that has since settled the case. So um, I found the stat. Basically, <laughs> Sorry. well, I guess there was the the employer, the Coyotes in this case had overly broad and discriminatory rules, including to including but not limited to overly broad and discriminatory rules in its employee handbook and severance agreement. So people are a little bit upset about the fact that uh, apparently they're under under surveillance. Um, and uh, yeah, so this is a this is a mess. So not only on the ice are they a mess, but off the ice, they're getting charged with spying on their employees and unfairly firing people. So whether or not that's true, I don't know. If you're John Chick, is it good news that that story's out there? A little bit of distraction, you know? Maybe. People are no, mad at the Coyotes you run for the operation. Other... No, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, wait, is he responsible for it? Uh, no, that's a that's that's like a president thing. I don't know. No, well, general manager, no, no, no. General manager is general manager of the yeah. hockey team. Yeah. This is a ticket sales guy. Yeah. So, okay, sorry, to get back to the stats there, and we'll, we'll get back to that story. Clayton Keller has 17 points, 11 goals in 20 games. That is... Bloody fantastic. Uh, before the season, when I tweeted out, um, I need some fantasy sleeper picks, Clayton Keller was on the list. He was like probably the second most 
uh, said guy to pick up, and everybody was right. Clayton Calder. But now I'm looking. Yeah. Their second leading scorer is Ekman Larson with 11 points. Christian Dvorak, oh my God, with uh, 10 points. Max Domi with 10 points. Alex Goligoski with nine. Jason Demers with eight. So out of their one, two, three, four, five, top six scores, three are defensemen. And the other three are like under 22. Boy, that's a mess. That is a mess. So sorry to get back to the goalies there. Antti Ranta has played the most out of all of them. I did not know that. So he must have come back or something. So maybe they're in the middle of him trying to come back off injury uh, and trying to establish himself as the number one. Yeah, well, well. Uh, Okay, so their worst goalie was Louis Domingue. In seven games, he has an 8-5-6. Then there's Aiden Hill, who I think is like their third or fourth goalie. He was an 8-80 in three games. Ranta has been a 9-0-5 goalie in nine games which is just not good enough. And Scott Wedgwood is their best with a 9-13 through four games. Like, you are relatively okay with your backup being a 9-13 goalie. You know what I mean? I have a question. Oof. Yes. Do the Arizona Coyotes make the playoffs before they are a franchise again? Like, do they move first? Or do they make the playoffs first? I can't. Like, they haven't moved yet. Like, I just. With all they faced, it's surprising. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think we're past that. Like, there's what? Oh, now it's a disaster. They're still on a year-by-year lease in their current agreement. It seems like treading water is their thing, man. Gary Bettman and the NHL are stepping on that square peg with both feet until it fits through that round hole. They are just shoving the Coyotes deep into the bedrock of Arizona. They don't want them to ever leave. So they make the playoffs before they leave. The Islanders will leave Brooklyn before the Coyotes leave Arizona. Okay. I agree. Okay. Totally agree with that. I completely disagree. Canada will lose a Canadian team before, (laughs) seriously, before Arizona uh, loses their NHL team. That you can count on. Now, question. Um, What do you think about the NHL in Houston? Quick, quick hit. Arizona is going to look great in Houston. It will look good. Now, yeah. Now, that is interesting. If you have an opportunity to move the Coyotes to Houston, another southern which is a, market. By the way, the seventh biggest city, I think, in the States. Holy smokes, really? It's enormous. It's bigger than Dallas. But how I enormous think Dallas is Fort hockey? Doesn't matter. I think it would do well there. I think it would. I think it would. I, I, I mean, you could, say, you could have said the same thing about Dallas, and they did great. A lot of expats. I've come to find it's yeah. all it's right on the border with Mexico too. Like it is, you get. I mean, it's as south as is pretty it? much you can get. Yeah, how as south is it? It's very as south. No, I, I'm, I'm I don't not know. Baseball, good at my baseball, and basketball do well there. I mean, there's summer sports, obviously, mm-hmm. but I think it would be kind of cool to see hockey there, and I think it could work. There's enough people. I'd there's rather for sure be enough an people. expansion team. I would rather you put the expansion team in Seattle, and then you move Coyotes to Houston if, if you want a team. In see, Houston, that makes some sense. Like Vegas. As your new desert success, um, that probably fulfills their desires in that region for uh, TV purposes. And then if you were to get a team in Seattle, too. Yeah, that'd be good. All right, I changed my mind. Arizona's going to leave. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I still, I will stand by that. Like, they haven't left yet. All right. There's, like, I, I just can't imagine them leaving. Quick question for you before we get to the press conference. And there's actually just a couple things. First off, quick question. Who leads the league in saves total? So total saves. Jonathan Quick. Jonathan Quick. 
Jesse. I'll say Devin Dubnik. The answer is Frederick Anderson. Oh, wow! <laughs> 475 saves he's made. Hot damn. He's played too many games. Okay, so the Leafs, when they had their little break, were leading the league in games played. Mm-hmm. He'd played in all but three of them. Mm-hmm. That's too many, man. Um, so another quick question. Who leads the league in total shots against? Goalie-wise. I assume it's Freddie then. Freddie. Correct. 527. If this continues, I did a little math this morning. We're going into game 20 tonight. This is ish. I'm not going to give you an exact number. We haven't even Uh, talked. Yeah, no Austin. But, you know. Um, It is what it is. 2,100 shots plus is what he's looking at if things continue the way they are. That's like a Brodeur-esque amount of shots. I would like to know what the actual record is, though. Oh, it's got to be so much more than that. Yeah, because the 80s, right? Oh, it's got to be like 3,000. <laughs> it's just got to be. Shots, total shots should be counted more. Just type in, just like, in general. what is the record for most shots against. Like, I know we, we go about averages, but I feel like total shots is like, it's interesting. It's an interesting stat. Boy, there was an interesting one I saw today out of Sen's Twitter. Like, Mark Stone, even if he regresses, is and, and he just he's always been a good shooter. Uh, he's on pace to have, like, a 40-goal season. Scoring's up, man. Scoring is up. This this will be an interesting year to look at once it's all said and done for my era-adjusted stuff. Mm-hmm. This might be the first year in a long time where numbers are adjusted down. You wanted shots against in a single season? Yes, please. Uh, da, 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 da. The same goaltender is in first and second place. He is an active goaltender, so this happened uh, fairly recently. I think I know who it is. He is an active goaltender. He's, uh, I'm not going to give him more hints. I know it. <laughs> I don't think it's quick. It's Roberto, oh, Lu- Roberto Luongo. Oh. Uh, Roberto Luongo. Has I was to about be. to say Henrik Lundqvist. Do What's you know what the seasons? Record? Would have been his Florida go around the first time. Yeah, before he was traded to Vancouver. 05 06, he faced 2,488 shots. Wow. 03 04, he faced, he faced 2,475 shots. Wow. And those were both with the Panthers. Yeah. 05, wow. 06, 03, wow. 04. Yeah. Wow. That would be wow. Anyways, there you go. So, Freddie, even if this maintains, which I don't think it will, I think the Leafs will tighten up a little bit defensively and they'll probably ease up on his workload a little bit. It's still going to be like 300 some odd shots mm. off of the record. Yeah. Wow. Hey, a um, couple quick things before we get to the press conference. First off, we want to tell you again about the Panago Pizza hashtag Road to the Cup hockey combo. Two medium pizzas, a 10-pack of fire-grilled wings, and an order of cheesy bread. Mm, it's not bread. Face. It's cheesy. It's bread that drops puns, you might say. Oh. It makes it more appealing somehow. So you guys can play. So actually creative. Thank you. Thank you, Jesse. Um, your, uh, your pizza can be meat or chicken or veggie, and you can pick up from all the wings flavors. Uh, it's y- y- Basically, the whole point is we want you to order Panago Pizza and watch the game. Because you deserve it. Yeah, because we're on the road to the cup. Your pictures of your pants. Yeah, if you do it, please do. And 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 yeah, I would love to see that. Uh, prices start at about forty three bucks, but can vary on your uh, your based on your location. So it's not bad. Think about it. If you, me, and Steve, Jesse, got together this okay. weekend, which I think we are on Saturday, uh, we're pretend Steve's not here. We're going to Steve's house, by the way. Uh, you're throwing a lot at me. And- yeah, and me. <laughs> we could each throw in a twenty, and we would be well over. It would be like fifteen bucks each. It's pretty good. 
That's yeah, math. Here's the way I look at it, though. I'm the host, so you guys split it. <laughs> um, I think, That's how I look at it. I think, as the host, you pay for it all. Right. Wow. You are, you are hosting. Well, I mean, me you Jesse guys have to come it. all the way out to Oshawa. First of all, there should be a tax on that alone. Mm-hmm. Second of all, like, you're spending probably two tanks of gas. Yeah. So you pay for our pizza. Well, yeah, and I mean, like, the roads aren't even paved out there. So what about tire damage and stuff like that? You're right. And what what about wolf insurance? Right? A couple things I want to read from our Reddit page, because our Reddit page was amazing. After last episode, we got, we've had 53 comments so far on heinous sports injuries. I read a couple. I'm going to read a couple. Oh, okay. Hey, a couple people asked for a warning. Here's your warning. There. I don't know, because we got gross last So me, last me setting it up wasn't the warning? I, uh, people need to be hammered on the head. You oh, I'm sorry me. that I had all the right intentions in the world and fucked up anyway. I'm sorry. I'm sorry the story of my life just happened again. Had the option. This is from, uh, okay, this is from Lost Loyalty, who's clearly not loyal. Uh, had the option of going to the school dance or hockey practice in the ninth grade. Since I was afraid to talk to girls, I decided to go to practice. Our coach couldn't make it that night, so my dad ran the practice and decided the team needed to run through some hitting drills. First run, though, I was distracted by something, probably girls because I was 14, and got absolutely leveled by my teammate. I looked down at my arm, and it was literally bent in half. <laughs> and shortly after, I took That's a, your elbow. And shortly after, I took a 45-minute ambulance ride into the city to go to the hospital, broken in three places, and I had nerve damage for many years to follow. That's nerve damage is crazy. Like, you can't feel stuff. You yeah. Can't, yeah. That. Thank God. Um, I that. Holy shit. I should have listened to Don Cherry and kept my head up. Also, asking girls to the dance didn't seem so scary after that. Sometimes you got to learn, learn your lesson the hard way. Yeah. Well, you probably asked a bunch of them to sign your cast. The great. So. See the theory. The, what you should have looked at it is like this. Okay. <laughs> you go to the school dance and you ask somebody to dance. Guy or girl, the worst they can say is no. That's when my fear goes away. It's like, oh yeah, it's the worst they can do. I wish you would talk to me in grade six. My, my first ever dance, I didn't ask anyone to dance. I was too, I was too uh, scared. That's okay, man. But then you realized, Thanks, you figured it out. <laughs> Hockey, the worst thing that can happen to you is heinous injury, broken in three places, nerve damage for years to come. So you, you got to take the lesser of two evils on that oh, one, I think. I didn't read that one. That's gross. I got do, another do one. Do you have the, the... The rugby? The war vet. No, I don't have that one. Hang on, I'll find him. Here's a good one. Uh, Archduke of Squirrels. Ruptured my left testicle playing rugby in high school. Tackled a guy. I was actually paralyzed for a minute there. I couldn't talk. Tackled a guy. Got stepped on when the ruck formed over top. Played another few minutes before asking for a sub. Went to the ER where they said it would be fine after a bit. It later swelled up to the size of my fist, and I had surgery to fix it a week later. Stop the ride! Oh. Here's, this is my favorite line. He goes out with a bang on this story. How could he possibly? It gets better. It gets better. Still a little lumpy, but I'm told it's functional. <laughs> what a great line. Still a little lumpy. He's got cleat marks in his testicle. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, so the guy who stepped on him. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to buy. I don't want to blow time. it all up today. So maybe we'll read a few more next episode. But damn. Right. Yeah. We couldn't possibly. I, I was like, hey, what about this one? No, we can't read that one because you we've just topped it. Wow. Wow. Was not ready for that. Um, Hey, 
You ever play uh, NHL as uh, be a GM mode? Yeah. Yeah. It's my favorite. Sometimes players are out for a very long time. What are some of the injuries you've seen your players get? Uh, in NHL 2000, Alex Selivanov had a sports hernia, and he was out three to four months. Wow. Because he had to have, yeah. He was my fourth line right winger. I saw a player, I swear to God, and I wish I knew how to screen cap back then. In NHL 2001, they were sidelined with a ruptured testicle. No. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear we gotta look everything. that up. What smartass wrote it that into the game? Was it EA? Yeah. We we should I talk. I think to, it was NHL 2001. Talk to Rammer. Well, Tom that Sean Ram, Ram Jensen. No, but he'd be able is to that go pre, back. Pre Rammer? He would be. Yeah, of course it is. But he would be able to go back and see if that's actually truly the case. I swear. I swear. I'm sure Rammer could find. Well, here's how I would justify it if I was them. It's an injury that has been suffered sure. on an NHL playing. Well, service. I don't think you have to justify it. Why wouldn't you justify it? Mm. No, but like, oh, why'd you have to put the well, happened to my career. It's supposed to be realistic. Um, oh, my, okay. oh, my dear God. Lastly, before the press conference, one quick question for all the SDP listeners. Somebody uh, messaged me the other day and said, hey, how come you're not on this app? If there's any platforms or apps that we're not yet on, I know about Spotify. I don't think it's available in Canada Spotify yet for podcasting. Spotify is more complicated, yeah. I got your ruptured testicle answer. <laughs> in NHL 2001. Uh, this is a wiki article. This is a walkthrough slash frequently asked questions article from 2001 wow. on IGN. Oh, my God. Someone listed all of the possible injuries in the game. And one of them, let me just find out where it is. One of them is zero to one weeks. You can be out with a ruptured testicle. Zero to one weeks, my ass. <laughs> I ruptured a testicle. I'm, I might retire. Zero to one <laughs> lifetimes. Oh, yeah. How much do you like hockey? I don't. You can also man, be out. I don't know if I like anything that much. You can also be out with a scrotal contusion for zero to one. Well, Goddamn! That sounds wow. awful. So, yeah, you did not make that up. That happened in your game in NHL 2001. And I remember seeing it, and I was home alone. And I remember I just wanted to be like, why is no one here to share this experience with me? Jesse, you have mad research skills, by the way. Shout that was out. quick. That was- Ronan Murphy. Um, Ronan. <laughs> their username was Alaska Fox, and they created this on April 14th, 2001. Shout out. Hopefully you're doing something cool with your life. Imagine how long it would have taken so. to create that back then. <laughs> like how, oh, my God. A no, document no, that no. Are you just typing into a Word document? No, but I'm just talking. But, like, you know, you know, probably had to dial up the internet. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> Wait for it to yeah, load. Yeah. Find a server. Like, it's yeah. not like GoDaddy existed, right? How many yeah. times did he try to post that? When someone answered the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody fucking call me! Mom! I'm writing about... That was painful. Scroll contusions on NHL 2001! Oh, no one's on the cover! All right, if there's any platforms you think we should be on, let's start a thread on Reddit. Uh, If there's any platforms you think we should be on, that means apps and that sort of thing that we're not currently on. If you have any suggestions, let us know. uh, Because we want to be as available as possible. um, And I'm not sure what, you know, like, I, I use the podcast app. And I have, I'm an Apple user, so if you have an Apple user, you normally use the podcast app. It's just the one that you use. But I know there's a bunch of Android stuff out there that, you know, Android's, you know, wide open. So let us know what we should be on that we're not currently on so we can be available to you. And we can't be on Spotify, so don't ask. What's that? We can't be on Spotify. Why is that? So don't ask. They, they have, like, their partner program. We're not part of that. Oh, like, wait a second. So we we have like, to, do we have to pay to be in that? It's just not open to... Can we become open. that? Nah. No? Nah. I feel like there's more of this. There'd probably be like, we'd probably make like 
0.001 cents a month off of Spotify. Yes. Like, I think, what is it, Pharrell had to get Happy streamed a billion times before he made 100 grand or something like that. So, <laughs> oh my God. it would be like partner program as in Spotify takes all your listens and pays we're you nothing. Doing it. We're like, we're just doing it to have it available. Yeah. But they won't let it be available. I don't know how this works. Jesse seems that no, he's explored we're this. We're not Mark Marin. We don't have the access. Oh, so they one. have to want you. Yeah. We don't have the, the access. We don't, it's only like This American Life, Radio Lab, Mark Marin. It's like the, oh. the podcast of Bill Simmons is on. It's like it's you don't just hey. get on Spotify. Yeah. We yeah. are former Best Sports <laughs> Podcast nominee for 2015 yeah. in the world at the Podcast Awards in Vegas, hosted by Chris Jericho. I believe that we are good enough to be on Spotify. We were number one on iTunes for like four days once. Yeah. And never again. Because iTunes doesn't rate it based on your lessons. Because our algorithm shitty, except for that so, one time we were first, and then it, that was when it was good. Anyway, so that's that. No Spotify, I guess. No Spotify. It's okay. But other stuff. One day they'll Let come us to know. us. Um, press conference. Let's do it. The Presser. S-D-P. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. Uh, we got... Two for Adam. I have to go to the bathroom so badly, but I'm not doing it because Justin Fisher told me I get up to go to the bathroom too much during this show. I went two episodes in a row. You can, no, we can no, pause. I can't do it. It's a pride, matter of pride. Yes. Should we? Should we just keep dragging? No, dragging it out. No, no. we got to get going for the show here. We got yeah. a radio show to do. Yeah, this yeah, takes yeah. A long no, time. I agree with Adam. All right, Adam, did you interview Jonathan Taves recently? Yes. Yes. How was that? Justin Justin Touch 20. I put it on my Instagram. I think you guys know that. I uh, was at BT. Oh, that was like um, was a August. couple months ago. Yeah, oh, it was in August. I yeah, thought yeah. it was like recently. Well, yeah, four months ago now. I guess oh. it was right before the season started. Really nice dude. Uh, it was for Canadian Tire Jumpstart, which is, you know, yeah, hockey hockey equipment's expensive, so he kind of helps that, and Jumpstart is, you know, getting kids' equipment that, you know, maybe not, wouldn't be able to afford it. So, uh, yeah, he was super cool. Talked, We talked a little bit of training and that sort of thing, and nice guy. You ask him how many times he scored 30 goals? No, I didn't ask him. I should have. <laughs> I did not. Right. Uh, second question. Can Adam and Jesse apologize to Steve for being wrong about the least tie in the game in the 59th minute? Steve said 60th, and he was right. The first minute of the game is from 0 to 59, and the second minute is 1 to 259. Jesse, look up the box score before Carry we apologize. And the minute 60th minute is from 59 to 5959. Oh, Leafs see tied it, it happened exactly. with 1 minute to go. Burke actually. Mm. Oh. It happened at 101. Oh, so they rolled it back. So it happened in the 59th. So minute. we don't need to apologize. It happened Wait, when did it happen? Had it happened at 101. What is 101? With 101 left in the yeah. game. Oh, 101 left. Oh, okay. So, so it happened at 58. So we were so intentionally been... right. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, unintentionally oh, so, right. So we were right. No, no. Uh, we meant it. We, we know it. what we were talking about. <laughs> they don't ask how, they ask how many. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, damn it. You were wrong. <laughs> what, what else is new, Jesse? What else is new? Also, people tweeted me about, um, who was it? Beltre? Who had... 67 or 69? The career war? Career. First of all. Career war is Career war is dumb. It's not a thing. I just think it's funny how you're putting an asterisk on my rightness. You are correct in an incorrect stat. 
You you can't add together somebody's career war and make it a step. Because it doesn't apply over the course of a career. War is your wins above replacement. I want to know what shape your goalposts are on the <laughs> hockey net that you have. You know what? Are they all we're playing, we're playing, we're playing, playing baseball, and in baseball, every playing field is a different size. There, we found it. Also, uh, I would like to know what... Patrick was career save percentage added on top of but each other is. It's probably it over a thousand. That's not, that's not how stats work. <laughs> Let's just it's probably add very impressive. It's not how at, wins above replacement is an averaging stat. Am I am I wrong? Yes. You don't add averages. <laughs> that's not what the point is. What's his career average war? That's there, what I'm interested that's in. That's a measurement. Like Babe Ruth, I looked up career war after everybody said Babe Ruth's career war is 161. <laughs> what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. It means you win an entire season every time he's, he's on. almost three Adrian Beltres. <laughs> what the fuck? That's what it means. It so, also means I was right and you were wrong. Okay. Right. Lastly. Lastly. Third question, final question. This was an entire thread. It wasn't even a question. It was, I love you, Adam, but. No. Oh, <laughs> I, I read this. What, oh, he was oh, very, I, I will very respectful. It, and then you can respond. Totally. Does it drive anyone else nuts every time he brings up how you could replace JVR's 30 to 40 goals with two other players easily. It's not easy to get 20 goals out of two assumingly young players. The math doesn't add up because two guys can't play in JVR's one spot. So you're taking out JVR and taking out someone else, which means you're likely taking someone else's goals out of the lineup. So unless it's Matt Martin, which we know won't happen, you'll have to replace the sum of the goals from JVR plus another player, making Adam's theory of how easy it is to replace JVR super weak. But that's not what you really uh, meant. I'll add on to it's that. It's not what I meant. No, I'll add on to that. Explain. What's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> also, you know what? I have also, to dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> First off, I have learned that Add dipshit. <laughs> ignore everything. <laughs> ignore everything that someone says after, uh, before the word "but." Dipshit. So uh, no, I'm kidding. That that you know, see, uh, honestly, normally on Reddit, people are just shitheads. That was really well. <laughs> yeah. At least, at least, if you want to disagree, at least be respectful. And it's I really right, appreciate if there's it. There's like a genuine misunderstanding. I think. Or I think no. I think he the, also called you a gem. Yeah, I listen. I I, I get that, and <laughs> I totally. I welcome that. I think that when you look at, I think my I guess my my point. There's several points to it, but the first one is don't totally overrate this guy. JVR is good. He's a very good hockey player. Also, where did we get forty from? Yeah, because yeah, it wasn't reality. Because he's never scored. No, 40 goals. but he was—he's on pace right now for forty goals. I know, I know, maybe. but I'm just saying. Maybe what? What's Matt Martin on pace for? Like, I assists? think career highs in everything, man. Like, yeah, let's not. Yeah. Um, let's not do on listen, pace for it's, it, it's. I'm not saying yeah, that you but can Sam replace. Sam Kucherov, though, that's stamp. <laughs> that's fine. That one's fine. I'm Give it a trying week. to get through something. Sorry. Uh, no, I should let him because my kidneys are about to fail. Um, no, I, I listen. I'm not saying that you can replace. James Van Riemsdyk, I'm saying that there are ways to replace his production in the lineup. Are you going to replace what he brings? I already said, no, you can't. There is nobody in the league, and somebody disputed me on this. I'm like, there's nobody in the league that does what JVR does. What are you talking about? Kadri and and Matthews also do what JVR does. No, they absolutely do not. No. They do completely different things. Yeah, someone said Matthews based, based on because he's big. Which no, I have never once looked at Matthews and been like, "That's JVR." Are you gonna put Matthews in front of the net 
and and just sit there to tip pucks in? No. Austin Matthews is going to drive the play. JBR yeah. sits in front of the net, is a pain in the ass, tips pucks, bats pucks, gets the garbage, ugly goals. I don't, as I said last episode, he's not a guy that sweeps in off the wing and fires one home. The only one I saw that was interesting about, because um, we were talking about who is the AHL version of who, someone pointed out that someone with the Marlies who does what JVR does is Kirby Reichel. Oh, there you go. That's sort like of neat. Okay, interesting. I also don't think he's going to get 30 or even 40 goals in the NHL. Never know. Um, but th- the point is here, I think, is that the production, if you're talking about total goals in a season, <laughs> I'm f- I won't let Justin win. And I will never have an opinion <laughs> because I can't. I'm sorry. I can't get through say one. it. Say it. Please. The point is, if your goal it. is to get to 250 goals, let's say that's your, and you subtract JVR's 30 goals, you can still get to 250 goals with the players they have. Mm-hmm. That's my point. End of story. Great. And thank you for listening. What a great show we had Thank today. you for wearing your your free MLB The Show sweater. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yep. Did you just notice that? <laughs> no, I saw what you Yeah, I was like, him. he definitely didn't pay for that one. Nope. <laughs> I like it though. We love you guys. We'll see you next yeah, week. Bye. Bye. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.